Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to another episode of the Student Leadership Podcast. And uh, we are excited, Gil. Uh, You and I get to host once again episode number two of uh, Joseph Kellogg as our guest. And uh, students, if you missed episode one, go back and catch it out, uh, catch it up, catch up with that one. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, As well as the overtime episode with the rest of the crew. But uh, Joseph Kellogg, Next Gen Pastor, People's Church, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Also founder of Healthy Youth Ministry. Uh, Great, great place if you're a youth pastor to get some resources, an incredible annual conference uh, that they have. Joseph, thanks, man. Thanks for jumping in for another episode. We appreciate you being here. Man, come on. Double portion. Second episode. Let's portion. go. <laughs> That's good. All right. So, Joseph, for our for our icebreaker here today, I need you to just use your imagination here with me, okay? So, imagine this with me. Imagine all of the states right now were to enter into, like, a WWE title fight with each other. Be honest. How well do you think Oklahoma would do Ooh. out of the 50 states? Like, we Ooh. know Iowa's going out, like, in the first five minutes. That's okay. Like, Maine's probably out pretty quick, too. <laughs> but, like, where does, where does Shots Oklahoma fired, fall? right, for certain states that Gil apparently doesn't like for some reason. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, Oklahoma's a great state. I'm proud to be from Oklahoma. But also, like, we, we have some pretty crazy people, too. I'm like, if you've ever seen any sort of... Like yeah, I have two uncles in Oklahoma, and they're crazy. (laughs) Like, like when there's tornadoes, they find the craziest people for those interviews. Like, oh, there it was. I saw a trailer fly over. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like, in that moment, you're like, this is this is insane. And and uh, I can't think of the guy's name. A whole a whole Netflix phenomenon. Oh yeah, Tiger King. Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah, Tiger King. It's a good point. How did we forget about that? so I mean, so that's the thing. Like, think, just just imagine mullets, you know. And I, I, I think, I think Oklahoma could could hold its own in, in some uh, in some some WWE, some wrestling. Yeah, you know? I think I think, uh, I think Florida would probably be top five. They have they have that kind of crazy there too. Where I'm like, oh, I don't I don't want to um, mess with Florida crazy. Tiger King and tornado chasers. That's what you have to deal with with Oklahoma. Exactly. And Sooners exactly. fans too. They're pretty wild. They're you know. Yeah. So you got a lot and, to and Thunder fans, like Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, it's like really known as Loud City. So yeah. it, it, we, we do have some people that they're not afraid to get to get rowdy. Um, and the town I live in, people honk at you all the time. That's kind of the, the biggest frustration of like you, you have to be some sort of crazy. You're always just honking like, 
okay, I get it. The light's green. You don't have to tell me, you know? So, uh, so <laughs> that's a little bit of frustration just, there. I feel like that just yeah, happened you know, recently. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. All the time, all the time really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think, I think Oklahoma would, uh, they would hold their own in a, in a, in a nationwide WWE, uh, you, you know, uh, make, Students, yeah. you heard it here first. All right, now you know. And um, sorry to the the, the states that we, that Gil has offended. I'm not even going to. I'm not sorry. I was going to say we. No, you're going to take responsibility for that. We just Dude, lost just... all viewership and and listeners in, <laughs> in, in certain states. areas of the country. So, all right, hey, let's jump in. Um, we only got you for a couple minutes, and we appreciate you uh, making time on your schedule, Joseph. We know that um, real soon after this this episode, you're headed to the local high school to uh, you know you serve as a character coach for football team there, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, so you're talking leadership all the time with students. You're also a parent of teenagers as I, as am yeah. I. Um, so yeah. jump in, give us another leadership principle, one that um, can really challenge uh, students that are listening today. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I am. I have, I have a, a, a junior in high school. I have three daughters and a, and a son, but my three daughters are, are teenagers. I have a, a junior in high school, a sophomore in high school, and I have a sixth grader. And then my, my, my boy is uh, four years old. So he's, uh, he's far, he's far from your future. He's far from, right there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm a dad of teenagers. I've been in youth ministry for over 20 years. Um, I'm in my 21st season of working with student athletes. And uh, so, yeah, I'm surrounded by teenagers. I, I love, um, and all of our students here listening, I think it's a big deal that you're even taking the time to grow yourself. And I, I just thought it'd be good to, to, to tell you a statement give you kind of a principle that I say to my kids every single morning. And even my four-year-old son can repeat this statement. And as my kids get out of the car, um, I simply say this statement, live for Jesus, no matter what hmm. my kids go to public school. It's a decision that my wife and I made. Um, and when our kids were little, we wanted them to, to be in a surrounding to me, it's the greatest, uh, uh, the greatest mission field is, is the public school and um, nothing wrong with private schools, nothing wrong with homeschool, but man, for, for me and my house, man, I, I want to uh, develop the best we can world changers. And I want to put them uh, in the context of um, the world. And so, yeah, I say that statement every, every single day I've been doing it since I've been dropping my kids off at school, which I've been the school bus since they were little kids That's awesome. and just live, live for Jesus, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter what you face, Live for Jesus no matter what. Yeah, I like I like the little family mantras like that that exist, right? It's like the the live, laugh, love, but actually like practical and like good for you. You know what I mean? There's been a lot of research studies that have said like when you develop those things that you say our family does this, it does something like psychologically to your to your your kids, your grandkids that just kind of indoctrinates them with like, Hey, this is what we believe. I actually, one of the guys in the overtime ep episodes, I'm maybe he was even going to say this, but I'm going to, I'm going to beat him to it here. But his last name is a uh, choleric and they have a family mantra that they've said since he was little. And that's cholerics don't waste food, but like, there's something grounding <laughs> about that, right? It teaches your yeah, values. Yeah. It's like, it ingrains it into you. And you're like, this is what we believe. And this is what we stand for. And I think having those specifically be God centered, like obviously you can have like other things too, that I think are good, like financially independent. I don't know, something like that. But I think the I think the Christ centered ones are the most important ones. Well, right? and, and Gil, before you ask your question, um, I know Joseph about to share. You know, as a dad myself, 
um, you know, uh, three teenagers, well, well, now two, but one, one who's no longer teenagers. But um, like one of the things that I would pray with my kids every day before they go to school but in a very similar way that in the prayer, I would always just say, you know, uh, Lord, give them the wisdom to do right and the courage to do it even when it's hard. Right. So yeah. it, just the consistency of that, you know, like, like your family mantra or whatever, you know, we kind of had that too. And I, I, I love that. I love that kind of hits my, my dad's heart there, what you're doing. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And we have like, you know, Kellogg's don't say can't and things like that. Oh, you yeah. know, like we, we, we remind them, you know, uh, of some of those things, uh, something that we're even doing with our little guy is we don't say that I'm bored because the Lord give, gave you an imagination. Like you, you should never be bored. Um, and so it, it's some of those, it's some of those little things for sure. Um, but yeah, live for Jesus no matter what is, is just something I, I started. It's just something I've shifted in that, um, I've, I've said to teenagers for years and I just put it within the context of my own family. Yeah. The same thing I, I do. A, I do a weekly Bible study with my two high school, uh, daughters, uh, called scripture in Starbucks. And it's like, we're going to the book of Mark. And so, um, mm-hmm. I just think it's my responsibility as a dad. Um, man, I I've raised up all these, these leaders and spent so much time and, and, uh, and developing, uh, students for 20 plus years. And, and now it's like the greatest place to develop is in my home. And, it is. and, and I know, I know some of the kids listening might not have a dad that engaged, but then there are small group leaders. There are pastors that, man, they, they want to sit at the table with you and have those conversations. And so that statement is something it, it just will remind them. And I'll, I'll actually go on a little further. Um, you know, I'll say, Hey, you know, have a great day. Live Jesus no matter what. And then I'll just, I'll stick this one in. It's like, don't blend in, stick out hmm. because, um, sticking out today is like not cussing. Like something, something that simple in, in high school to not cuss, like is rare. Yeah. Um, man, my kids are, get asked all the time to, to vape because that's just such a part of like teenage culture day. And so, um, that that's rare. And so, um, you really get to make a difference when you don't blend in. And so just to remind our, my, my, my own students, my kids, like, Hey, live for Jesus, no matter what, no matter what you're facing, no matter what's going on live for him, no matter what, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a mantra, but it's creating, um, you know, uh, a movement in their life today. Hey man, reminding them of their purpose, reminding them, um, that you're on mission today, every single day, um, we're on mission. Yeah. I can tell Joseph that you've been in ministry for a long time. Cause the fact that you call it scripture at Starbucks, you have like these like cool little pastoral phrases to make it sound good. I'm like, Ooh, I need to take some notes here. It's Alliteration. Actually, it yeah. Works. It's like, it's yeah. like good, but like talk us through uh, Bible verses with this. Is there anything that like this is pulled from specifically? Yeah. Um, thank goodness for the, uh, the passion translation. Cause it, it gives you, uh, <laughs> it gives you some language sometimes like, man, I said exactly what I wanted it to say there. Uh, but it actually says this in Philippians one twenty uh, in this translation. Again, different translations of scripture. Uh, you know, some some of the newer translations give more modern day language. But it says this: it says, "No matter what, I will continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ, so that He will openly reve- uh, openly be revealed through me before everyone's eyes. So I will not be ashamed." in my life or in my death, Christ will be magnified in me. And so that, that's the verse. That is the statement summed up live for Jesus, no matter what, no matter what I'm going to, I'm going to continue to hope and passionately cling to Christ. Um, man, through other people's eyes, they're going to see Christ in me and that I would not be ashamed that in my life or in my death, Christ will be magnified. And, And so to me, that's, that's that, 
that verse saying, no matter what, go in here. And this is, I believe tension makes us stronger. There's this whole even movement with, um, um, resistance, you know, tension resistance that, that, that you can, you know, get, get resistance bands. And so to me, stepping into that mission field of the local school, there's, there's a tension, there's, there's a resistance, but that resistance makes a, a stronger because a, a faith that is tested is a faith that will last. And so me telling my kids this every single day to live for Jesus, no matter what, to not blend in, to stick out, to, it's, it's, you know, to take on um, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's better to stand, you know, alone than not stand at all, man. And it's so cool. I, I love that story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because when's Jesus show up on the scene? Yeah. Once, once they, once they go beyond, like when they, when they keep standing, when, when they're saying, man, hey, man, I'll do whatever it takes, and that's when Jesus shows up. And I think we have a lot of students that haven't seen Jesus revealed on their school because when it gets hard, they bow down. But, uh, man, we need a generation of students to keep standing, and you'll see what happens when you do. So, Joseph, talk to us a little bit about, like, this principle uh, in relation to some of the cultural challenges that we see um, here in our country, around the world, but especially with, with Gen Z students on a public high school campus, right? Because you're, you, you're, you're right. It's tension. You know, and you're you're you as a student, if you decide to take on this challenge of live for Jesus no matter what and be willing to not blend in but to stand out, that's gonna create some tension. But through that tension, it's also going to allow us as leaders and allow student leaders to to address some of the cultural challenges that we're dealing with, right? So um kind of unpack this this principle through that lens for us for a moment, yeah. if you would. And I'll, I'll give you another verse. You know, Paul writes to Timothy in First Timothy four twelve, a verse we know so well in youth ministry. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example. Another word for example, we love the word influencer. Like be an influencer mm. to all believers. And then he gives us kind of this breakdown in what in what you say, the way you live, and your love, your faith, and your purity. I think Paul gives us a checklist. If if you and again, you can listen to the last uh, podcast that we were on that. If you're consistent in these areas, yeah. you're, you're going to, you're going to stick out the way you talk, man. Like that's so huge. I used to use this, um, uh, again, you're talking about all, you know, uh, this, this acronym, like, man, how do you live your life? L I F E man, how you live your life will show mu- so much your language, your interests, your friends, your entertainment. Mm. And so to me, that's how you live. Like you just stick out by the way you live. Um, man, the way you live your life, man, when your language is different, man, out of the overflow of the heart, and the mouth speaks. And so I think, man, being consistent and that you don't have to cuss, you don't have to say, you know, uh, you know, laugh or, or, or say perverted jokes or share that, you know, it's like, man, you like, man, what's your language look like? And what are you into? I think shows so much about who you are and who's your friends. We know that we know it. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. And then, man, what, what are you entertained by? Man, that we're in the world, but not of the world. And so to me, it's, it's that it goes back again to that consistency conversation, but man, live for Jesus, no matter what is, is that's what it looks like. But it's also not about being loud. It's not about wearing your Christian t-shirt, you know, and yeah. wearing wristbands all the way up to your elbow. Um, you know, I am second and you know, he is first and like every, every, it's not about that. It's, it's about, um, that when others bow, you stand Yeah. and, and that, and that when others hate you love. And so I'm so proud of, of, again, my kids. So my, my oldest daughter, um, uh, plays soccer. She plays soccer, um, uh, club soccer. She also, 
play soccer in, um, in school. And so high school soccer, and, and she's having to man be that, that, that live for Jesus. She's having to like choose to not go to the party. She's having to choose. And it's that consistency that's, that's making an impact as she continues to live for Jesus. As she, as she, um, you know, is an example in the way she talks. Then I think about my middle daughter who's, um, in sports medicine, um, and she's works the football team and, and is, is doing all that. And it's the same thing. It's that living that life of, of that, man, I'm going to keep in, in loving others. And so, um, some, some of my kids' friends struggle with sexual identity, but instead of judging them the way a lot of classmates do, they love them and show them kindness. And mm-hmm. so I think a big part of living for Jesus, no matter what is that, you know, that you're, you're like Jesus, you know, that you live like him. I love first John two, six, those who claim to live in him must walk as Jesus did. So to live for Jesus, no matter what is to walk into your school, into your workplace, into your locker room, and, and not to wear a dress and wear sandals like Jesus, but to have the attitude of Jesus, to, to love people the way Jesus did, to love your neighbor. And so I, I just I just went off on a whole lot just then uh, right. getting excited about so this. Good. But but that it, that's what it kind of looks like practically is, yeah. is man, that, that people can see the difference in your life because of Jesus in your life. Yeah, and I love I love the way that you're just kind of pushing aside the morally gray fog that I think exists within like Gen Z and like and honestly just our culture today in general where it's like oh you know it's like uh, if I vape I'm not going to hell like that's not a guarantee yeah. like you know what I mean like it's okay for me to do this or you know it's okay for me to use this language but it's like like no let's not let's not just be okay with like the standard here but like let's not just blend in let's choose to stick out intentionally for christ so here's here's the last question for you today before we let you go just just tell us this what is a way that a student can begin to start to do this like maybe they're like living a point when they're listening to this right now and they're going they're getting convicted and they're like oh man i i probably really need to start doing this like what can they do to begin this journey man i'm gonna this is super simple (laughs) uh just make the decision uh, to, to make the decision, like become resolute within your mind. I'm, I'm going to stand. And again, this is what's crazy. You can do a poll of every former student, every person that graduates high school, and you'll ask them, man, when's the last time you hung out with your high school friends? And, and they'll tell you True. it's been years. It's yeah. been yeah. years. So kids yeah. work so hard trying to fit in and be popular in a space that they're going to be forgotten. So yeah. why not be different? Why not? stand up. Why not make a difference? And in that, that's because you're going to make kingdom impact. Uh, yeah. My youth pastor said to me, I'd rather be popular than in heaven than on earth any day. There's one place I want someone to know my name. Yeah. And that's when I stand before God. And so I, I think it's a mindset. Again, I work with athletes. You've heard me use that analogy. It, it, it's about mental toughness. It's about, you know, what, I'm going to stand. And then to go back to that same thing, Get some people around you. What, what's it say in Ecclesiastes? Man, two are better than one. Three are even stronger. And who's around you that's helping you stand? Um, and, and this is what I'll say this. Um, and if no one's around you, keep standing. I, man, I transitioned my kids. We lived in Texas for nine years. We moved back to Oklahoma. My kids didn't even finish one year of school. Um, and so many students on here, the last 18 months have been crazy. Yeah. And so they're new. They're trying to connect with friends. And then COVID happened. And it's been a bummer because my kids finding friends, it's been hard, but I've, it's been so um, proud and I wouldn't trade it for the world because we were a part of a youth ministry that, that, that was awesome. They were going to school with like, literally they were the majority kids carry their Bibles to school. Like it was, it was awesome. And it took time to get to that. But what's happening now in my kids, because they're having to learn how to stand on their own. I actually believe that they're going to be stronger 
after high school because yeah. they've had to own their faith now. You know what Paul say? You know, uh, man, I've fought the good fight. I've, I've, uh, I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. You can't keep something you don't own. And so I want to, I mean, own your faith now, student. Don't wait till one day. Own it today, and you'll see what happens when Let's you live go. for Jesus no matter what. Let's go. That's such a good word. That's so encouraging, challenging, and also incredibly practical for students that are listening right now that, that are, are wanting to make that decision like you're saying. I want to own my faith. I want to stand strong, even if I'm standing alone. Um, Joseph, thank you so much. Thanks for jumping on, being with us for a couple episodes. Um, students want to reach out to you. They want to connect with you. They want to say thank you or just ask you a question about this episode. What's the easiest way they can connect with you? Man, Instagram. I am a I am a publisher of stories every single day. So uh, just follow me at Joseph Kellogg. You can DM me there, and I, I'm cheering you on, just like everyone on this podcast. Um, we believe that it's the greatest generation, and to step into that greatness. Let's go. Yes, we do. Well, thanks again for being with us today, uh, students. Be sure to catch Joseph's first episode if you missed that, and then also uh, make sure you hang out with us for the next episode with the uh, the LTG podcast crew. We'll be doing an overtime episode, having a conversation about this principle: live for Jesus, no matter what. We'll be unpacking it. We'll be uh, talking about it, how we can use it to shift and change culture, how we can use it to lead our generation. Uh, and if this content has been helpful to you. Uh, Give it a like, give it a share, give it a review, tag us on social media at LTG Conference. You can tag me at Aaron Holt. And you can find me at Gilbo Swaggins. But remember, students, you're called to lead your generation. Do it with passion for Christ and love for others.